Hi everyone and welcome to your horoscope for the week of August 30th, September 5th, 2021. We have a really active sky playing out all throughout the week and this is going to be one of those weeks where we have a lot of really, really important celestial conversations that affect us in the now, so it is like an immediate energy. But some of these celestial conversations, the most important ones, are not going to perfect this week, but right at the beginning of the following week. So this week can feel like a build-up of energy, a build-up of tension even, but that tension, you know, where usually tension means something not so pleasant, like stress, like anticipation, but where we are more likely in a survival mode. But fortunately, the tension that I'm speaking about is actually quite positive, especially on an individual level, where it can be like expecting a breakthrough, expecting our actions to have results, expecting like favorable communication, solutions, etc. So this is the best kind of tension. I would even go as far as to call it like a serendipity. But of course, on the other hand, there are certain celestial conversations which will perfect next week. Those have a great significance as well. And as I said, even though this energy can be quite pleasant, can be quite full of optimism, it can be very promising, even, you know, from an intuitive perspective, and we can just feel something good approaching. This is mainly on an individual level, because collectively, on a 3D world out there, so to speak, it's not gonna be nice, it is not gonna be peaceful, it is not gonna be full of, you know, positive kind of expectations, but rather quite the opposite. It's gonna be really, really rough. And that, of course, will become a little bit even rougher the following week when the conversations that I'm going to be speaking about are gonna perfect themselves. And we also have a really strong and powerful new moon in the sign of Virgo. And I do believe that that new moon is going to be a game changer, especially from a collective perspective. Because, you know, the sign of Virgo has so much to do with serving other people. And, you know, from a collective perspective, those other people can be us, can be our communities, can be our families, etc. So that will be quite significant. But, of course, I'm going to be speaking about that in a future recording. Now, let's get back to next week. At this very start of the week, we already have a really powerful energy shift where Mercury leaves its home sign of Virgo and enters the sign of Libra. Now, this energy, Mercury and the sign of Libra, is really, really good for a couple of things. Well, the sign of Libra is our connections, our relationships, our agreements, our legal lives, if this makes sense. So that is where the flow of energy Mercury is going to activate and which means that important decisions are going to await us. But you know, this is where we will actually be able to make some choices, decisions and many of those might be legally binding. Also at the same time, 
if we need certain documents, legal cases, court rulings, everything that has to do with the law and our relationship with the law, if we are awaiting something like that to take place in our lives, well, this Mercury and Libra season can be a really good time for that. We might receive a lot of communication, a lot of information. We may receive clarity uh, to know exactly where we stand from a legal perspective. It is also a really good time to, you know, make new agreements, new contracts, but at the same time to terminate the ones that no longer serve us. Mercury and Libra is usually a really good period for interviews, to connect to other people, especially in a more official sense. It is a really good period to resolve issues around equality, uh, equity, justice, fairness, which on an individual level, of course, is more than delightful, but from a collective perspective, well, you know, we have this really huge pending energy exactly which targets that very delicate and special subject, non-discrimination, what is fair, what is not fair, what does, you know, equality and equity even mean in this day and age? So, you know, all of those subjects are going to become really, really active and heated. And, you know, chances are international courts of justice are definitely going to have a word to say right now. Because one of the biggest aspects that Mercury will hold in the sign of Libra is a supremely harmonious trine with Saturn from the sign of Aquarius. And Aquarius is very much about freedom, equality, everyone and everyone's opinion, preferences, rights, of course, to be taken into consideration, the sign of humanitarianism. And Saturn, its ruling planet, its ancient ruling planet, is home in its sign. And even though, of course, it can represent restrictions, limitations as well, but at the same time, it can be the fundaments, the structures, the very pylons that keep society functioning, and those are always aligned with morality. And Saturn protects the sovereignty and even the sacredness of morality, which is the basis of everything. And when these two energies speak in harmony, well, you can imagine that one way or another, certain rights, certain freedoms, certain basics, basic principles, which, you know, are the foundation of human society are going to be protected by the law, by court of justice, by people, by, you know, every possible mean. And to add to this, well, you can imagine the events that recently happened in Afghanistan, the exposed weak point, symbolically to be understood, is exactly about the rights of women, etc. So you can imagine that, you know, everything points to the fact that that is going to be a very, very important talked about and debated and, you know, even in a court of justice subject. And another very important aspect that Mercury is going to be holding from the sign of Libra is a trine with Dark Moon Lilith from the sign of Gemini, and this is actually a quite a good energy to be persuasive with our words, with our communication, the ideas that we share. This is where we can truly convince other people 
of our worth, of whatever it is that, you know, is the main subject in our lives. This is a really good energy for interviews, for job interviews especially, any kind of negotiation with contracts, you know, loans from a bank or anything that may be legally binding. This energy also favors, you know, divorce in a sense because this can be a really good period when, you know, the both, both sides, both parties can agree on something where the compromises can be mutually favorable, where, you know, Dark Moon Lilith, even though they are hard feelings there, of course, the past and everything that led to the divorce, if both sides want to do this in a very fair manner, where vengeance and stuff like that isn't the predominant driving force, well, you can imagine that very equitable and fair agreements can be born. This energy is really good for business ideas, for projects, especially when, you know, you can attract with greater ease, of course, through, you know, some kind of advertising or expressing what it is that you're looking for, either customers or if you need, like, collaborators, it is a really good persuasive energy, regardless of how we look at it. And at the same time, Mercury will be holding a trine with the North Node also in Gemini. And that can mean basically either any kind of information, news, communication, the power of thought, rationality, you know, brainstorming, which can give you like really, really good ideas, clarity and guidance. And this doesn't really to be understood from a spiritual perspective, but like real, concrete, solid guidance as in what to do practically in order to get where you want. And chances are, if you ask for help, if you ask for suggestions, someone out there might genuinely give you a really good idea because, you know, the sign of Libra is the sign of partnerships. And, you know, all of us do have partners one way or another, maybe not romantic partners, not partners in the Venusian sense, so to speak, but we do have colleagues, we do have neighbors, relatives, etc. So people who are basically a part of our seventh house. And at this time, when Mercury holds a trine with the North Node in Gemini, Gemini also being one of the ruling signs of Mercury, well, you can imagine that advices, communication, sharing your uh, needs sharing your openness to receive any kind of help and advice can get you a really long way at this time. And since, you know, Mercury will also hold the trine with Saturn, that can mean that an agreement is born, that whatever you are advised, whatever you're guided to do, whatever you're suggested to do is going to bear fruits and results. But of course, this doesn't mean that any kind of advice and suggestion is good. It has to resonate, it has to be rational, logical, and it, you know, also has to have an element where that other person actually helps you in a practical manner, not just a word or an advice, etc. At this time, all throughout next week, we will have an energy buildup where Mars will start to hold a trine with Pluto, it's not going to perfect itself next week, only the week after, but by the very end of the week, 
it's gonna be almost exact so it's operational all throughout the week and you know whenever Mars and Pluto speak in a conversation of harmony that's always good news because it means empowerment it means your sovereignty your power your will your actions do produce results especially that both of these planets are in earth signs so that means that the actions are definitely going to influence your physical life one way or another so this mars and pluto trine is truly a massive blessing especially that we had this conversation this week just with the differences it was mercury who held this trine with pluto so that that might have meant like really empowered ideas suggestion communication epiphanies really bright ideas or basically your ambition influencing your mental sphere in the most positive way you know they, they, there is that saying where there is a will there is a way and the way is actually mercury how the way makes sense how it is we build it up as a blueprint in our minds how we think it basically so that was the energy that was blessing us this week and now Mars replaces Mercury. So Mercury is thought, Mars is action, where we can actually execute that which we were inspired with or that which we thought out, that which we actually used as a mental energy to be able to perceive or see clearly how our wills can be executed in a very down-to-earth way, regardless of what that is. Also at the same time, Mars held a trine with Uranus. Even though that energy is no longer influential and active, yet still when it was, so this week, we could have had a lot of inspiration, a lot of epiphanies, a lot of synchronicities even. So that also points to the fact that we already in the present moment have some kind of bright ideas or envisage our future. We want to execute it. We want to live it. We want to create it. We want to basically build on the blueprint, on the schematic that already exists in our minds. And all the negative aspects that Mercury and even Mars held with other planets while being in Virgo the analytical, critical thinking, the hair-splitting kind of attitude, the devil is in the details, well, that also served a greater good because we could eliminate everything that couldn't be part of our grand design, if this makes sense. And at the same time, you know, both Mars and Mercury are personal planets, so they move very quickly, and this energy speaks about the now. It doesn't really speak about in two years, three years, it speaks about right now. And also another blessing that is bound to take place in the lives of certain people, Saturn retrograde in the sign of Aquarius is going back on its tracks. It can represent certain actions, certain sacrifices, investment of time and energy, or even when we displayed a lot of self-discipline, withhold ourselves from something, or we saved, we managed our time or resources correctly. 
in the recent past, so per perhaps from the very beginning of the year. So our past actions might bear a lot of unexpected fruit, a lot of unexpected blessings in the now. Something that we might have done, you know, Aquarius, the sign of humanitarianism, charity, uh, helping others, it is also a sign full of compassion. Yes, not the Pisces type of compassion, yet still it is very, very practical and it is basically where we understand that another person is connected to us so it affects our lives as well and if we choose to help them if we choose to intervene to make a difference whatever it will ultimately reflect back at us and many times not really in a karmic sense but quite a direct sense so this mercury twining saturn can be some kind of gratification some kind of sacrifice or invested time energy effort coming back and blessing our lives for something as i said we have done in just the recent past or even at the very beginning of the year this is also a positive energy from a totally different perspective the sign of aquarius is our social circle our friends our acquaintances Sometimes even a total stranger who we share the same community with, for example. So what this says to me is that help is really out there and people are really willing to help at this moment. And naturally that also means that you, us, everyone is also part of that. So we also have this tendency to help another person quite in an unconditional way while this energy is so very active. Another energy, a very subtle energy that we have at the very beginning of the week, is Venus holding a quincunx with Uranus. Uranus being in Venus's home sign of Taurus, so there's a strong synergy here. This can mean unexpected surprises, even declarations, offers, where perhaps a, a person or a group of people maybe an organization or anything that has to do with someone else offering you to join them or to be part of them in a surprising and even delightful or sometimes awkward manner. It really depends on how we look at it because, you know, maybe if you get an unexpected job offer and it is something that you would never ever have imagined to do in your life, you know, of course you're not going to accept, but at least it will make you think about why those people would think that you would be perfect for that job. This is also the energy of romantic surprises, romantic declarations, someone sharing their hidden feelings and it might come out of the blue, out of nowhere and it might hit you like a lightning bolt. And even if you're not very sure, you won't even know how to react at that time. Again, I go back to the Mercury, Trining, Dark Moon, Lilith and Gemini. Maybe this person can be very, very convincing, so you might actually give it a try. Then, of course, later on, Venus also holds another quincunx, this time with Neptune. And Neptune is the higher octave of Venus. So this energy can be quite magical in the sense that both of these planets have to do with romance, fantasy, dreams, really, really hyped feelings, idealism. 
especially that both of these planets and their home signs so very very strong and powerful and very idealistic Venus and Libra the mind has no limits it can dream absolutely anything up Venus and Libra doesn't care if the physical world says it's possible or not possible in dreams in thoughts and fantasy anything is possible and so much so Neptune so this can be a profoundly romantic and dreamy moment where perhaps another person's romantic declaration attitude towards you or what they let you know is going to carry you away into a beautiful, beautiful dream, which is absolutely magical in its own way. Just that with the quincunks, know that you still need to, you know, have a very down-to-earth approach. Of course, allow your dreams, your feelings, the magic of the moment to carry you away, but don't commit until you're absolutely sure that the feeling is gonna stay even after the magic of the Squinkungs fades away. But of course, there are other people who won't need any kind of declaration or anything. This is where they'll, they'll just find themselves in a very romantic mood, in an alternate, if this makes sense, state where they just dream about love and the magic of love and relationship and romance without any, let's say, external trigger. It is just a magical moment and this is also absolutely okay because, you know, it can just feed your soul. It can just help you stay detached from the doom and gloom which is, you know, all around us right now. And last but not least, this can also be the energy where an escapism, a form of escapism like a book, a movie, a series, a computer game, or certain substances just help you dive in deeply into a very romantic, fantasy-like state. But as long as you know what is reality, what is real and possible, and what is just a divine gift of fantasy, so to speak. That means that you can actually allow yourself to enjoy it, to indulge in it, because you know that it is just a magical moment, nothing else. For example, not a prophecy, not a promise, not the future. It is just a beautiful dream that, of course, it can become real, but without any expectations, of course. Now, to top this up, we have another aspect which is going to perfect itself next week, where Mars stands across the sky from Neptune, especially being very strong and potent on the 3rd of uh, September. Now, this is one of those energies which really, really depends on how we use it, what we make of it, because there is a very dangerous potential here but also a really, really elevated one. Now just think about it. Neptune opposing Mars. Neptune is the dominant planet because it's in its home sign. Mars is quite weak in the sign of Virgo. It's not comfortable there. So Neptune drowns it with great, great ease. And Neptune's most unfavorable expression, well, it is deception. It is lies. It is fear. It is, you know, tricking another person 
to have a really disruptive emotional state and Mars in Virgo, well, it is creator energy after all. So this is a warning sign that we really, really have to be careful how much of our attention and focus Mars we give to whatever is out there in the world, all the fear. And this is where the fear is multidimensional. If you don't fear the pandemic, you fear something else. Or simply, is there anything out there that you can actually trust in the present moment that is already a source of fear? And you know, in one way or another, that fear is not that illusionary. Because if you have a very, very strict, down-to-earth, physical approach to it, well, yes, those fears are actually justified. Even if all of that is just a deception or conspiracy or whatever, you know, people's reaction is already more than worrying when a whole world is in fear or is in a kind of mass psychosis. Well, you can imagine that nothing good will come out of it for, from a collective perspective. Now, also at the same time, this energy can have a physical expression as well, where, you know, Mars being drowned can feel like we don't have that much physical power. We might feel a certain kind of fatigue. We might feel so very tired, so very not ambitioned. It is like a burnout, but not the kind of burnout when we overdo the passion, when it becomes an obsession, etc. But the kind where, you know, it actually just drowns. The fire is washed away by this misty, watery Neptune. But the good side is that even if you might be experiencing this, that you lose your passion, you, use, you lose your will, your drive, your, you know, willingness to do whatever, or you're a little bit disillusioned, especially work-wise, because, you know, the sign of Virgo is the service that we offer to others, self-sacrifice, where we sacrifice our time, our energy, our skills, our know-how, we put it to good use. So if you feel a certain kind of burnout, that you feel a little bit wishy-washy, that you're not very motivated, or maybe that your studies, your efforts, your whatever it is that you repeat, because, you know, repetition is the key to mastery, is not bearing any fruits or results, etc. So, of course, you may feel a little bit disempowered, but know that this aspect won't last for long. As soon as it, as it fades away, as soon as Mars moves on and breaks this opposition with Neptune, things will feel radically different. And also, at the same time when Mars is holding this conversation with Neptune, it still holds an active and functional trine with Pluto, so that is a blessing of power. But it, we have to know where our power lies, Mars in Virgo knowledge, the power of knowledge, and Pluto in Capricorn to use that power. And also Pluto sextiles Neptune, so the opposition in Mars, what we kind of fear or what we find it that much difficult to believe in, that might be used just as a motivation. That might just serve as a reality check. That might actually balance out the Mars and Pluto trine 
so that it doesn't become a heated obsession. It doesn't become my way or the highway where I just possibly cannot surrender or cannot have it any other way, only the way I imagined it, planned it, etc. Because, you know, Pluto is a fated energy. Very many times it is the hand of fate. So what you will, what you desire is more important than the execution. Leave the execution to the divine forces sometimes. But of course, this Mars-Neptune opposition can also have a really positive influence if we know what to do with it. You know, Mars being a little bit washed away drowned actually offers us a state of peace, of calm, a certain kind of serenity, if this makes sense, where we can use this state of not really caring, not being ambitious about so very many different things that come from the outside. It gives us the chance to focus all that we have exactly on our desires and our own powers, the Mars and Pluto trine. And that is pure spiritual and alchemical power where we can use the Mars and Neptune opposition to feed our souls with spiritual energy, meditation, or even simply daydreaming, walking in nature, doing certain physical exercises which combine spirit with the physical body like Qigong or Tai Chi or whatever. That will greatly activate the Pluto and Neptune sextile and it can truly catapult us to getting, achieving whatever we desire, whatever we place our focus into. And also that Mars is in meticulous Virgo. The fact that it's not that powerful is a blessing because it has to be patient. It has to follow, you know, the rationalist ABC. And many times combining the earthly with the spiritual is the key towards a miracle or a great success. And chances are that, as I said at the beginning of this recording, this week is just the big buildup of power. Maybe the week that follows is going to be a moment when we achieve something like a massive personal breakthrough. And also there will be the new moon in Virgo. And that will be a moment when we can extend our success, our personal power, to someone else, Virgo service of others. Also on the 3rd of September, we have a very, very tensionate aspect, especially from an emotional perspective, where the moon opposes Pluto, Pluto squares Eris and Hermia. The moon squares both of these dwarf planets as well. So, you know, that can mean a moment of emotional shock, a big moment of rebellion, Moon and Cancer, the power of the people, communities, etc. So on the third, we can expect a huge moment of social unrest, rebellion, etc. People will, one way or another, definitely demand their rights, take to the streets, attack, you know, either physically, because it is possible under this sky, or, you know, legally, etc. Centralized power, the leaders... And because the Neptune and Mars opposition happens exactly on the same day, 
there will be some kind of disclosure, something being revealed, secret coming out. And you know, one of the, again, the most unfavorable expression of this Neptune-Mars uh, opposition is religious fanaticism. If you allow Neptune to just take you away and totally blind you, well, you can imagine that that spiritual power of conviction and, you know, fiery faith is not gonna do anything positive. So especially on the 3rd of September, I suggest that we try to stay detached as, po as possible because, you know, this energy has creation written all over it. If we join the fear, the drama, the anger, the rebellion, well, you can imagine that we are going to make the fear create something that we don't want to live. This is where, this is one of those moments when fear is like fertile. It is like a fresh soil awaiting seeds. And those seeds are the fears and paranoid thoughts of individuals. So better stay detached because at least we can make sure that we don't contribute to the creation of that fear-based reality and everything that that involves. Now, another energy that will not perfect itself this week, it will perfect the week after, is Venus square in Pluto, but at the same time, Venus will also be holding a trine with Jupiter. Now, Venus squaring Pluto is not an easy energy, especially that Venus is in her home sign of Libra, which can mean marriage, partnerships, contracts, agreements. Pluto is the planet of change after all. So this might be one of those moments where you assert your power, Pluto, and break a contract that no longer serves you. You know, the big picture, of course, it is positive because you free your life from legal obligations. You know that sometimes when you have like a marriage or any kind of contract, that also binds you karmically. You know, the power of the agreement, the power of the word, the creative power. And the only way to undo that, to stop that, to eliminate that, is with the same thing, to express verbally or, you know, legally, that we no longer accept the contract, that the contract is no longer part of our lives in any way possible. So even though this energy might be for some people emotionally challenging, it can also be liberating, especially karmically, because this gives us the chance to free ourselves from agreements that are no longer part of our present reality. On the other hand, you know, this can also represent power games and power struggle within a relationship. So like with every square, it's really up to you to use it with greater wisdom, which means that just because, let's say, your partner hurt your ego or, you know, your partner did something which they genuinely re uh, regret or are not proud of, but they were honest, you have to think very well if you want to terminate that relationship or you want to forgive them because you have to listen to what your soul says. The ego will definitely tell you that, oh, no, this is beyond my dignity, this is beyond my tolerance. 
But if your soul still loves your partner, and especially if they were honest, they really feel genuinely sorry, and they want another chance, well, wouldn't it be wiser to truly think about it, consider it? So under this square, don't make certain choices, especially terminating a relationship, if you're not 100% sure. Or don't do something out of sheer pride. Let me just give you an example. Maybe it's a job that you are thinking about terminating, so a work contract. But you know, even if the situation kind of irritates your ego, maybe your boss is not valuing your work as they should, well, don't quit, don't terminate until you have a replacement job, a plan B. So this square requires wisdom, it requires diligence, and it requires a much more profound understanding of the other person or whatever the other is that you might be willing to terminate. Pluto's shadow side and the sign of Capricorn is definitely greed, vanity, you know, a really power-hungry energy who wants stability and great, great excess, who wants to control everything. So don't allow this part of you, the shadow side, to influence your choices. So, for example, if your partner is truly loving and providing you with whatever they can, maybe you shouldn't terminate your, that relationship out of sheer pride. But there is another side of the coin where if your partner just provides you with money and material comfort, Pluto, but you have really nothing in common, well, you know, make the right choice. And, you know, with the square, whatever the issue is in the relationship, in the contract, or whatever it is, marriage or romance or even friendship, this square will bring that up, forcing you to think about it, consider it, and weigh your options. Venus in the sign of Libra, weigh your options. What does your head and logic tell you? What does your heart tell you? And also be aware that Venus is gonna... Square Eris, goddess of discord, so your heart will be kind of rebellious. That's why you shouldn't take very hasty, immediate action. You have to, you know, immerse into a heart space where the fires of passion, may those be like anger, because anger is also a more negative expression of passion, are not really blinding you or influencing you. And yet another very powerful energy, which also won't perfect itself next week, but rather the week after, is the sun holding a supremely harmonious celestial conversation with Uranus. This is also truly wonderful. This has breakthrough written on, on it all over. Sun, well, it is the light of our consciousness in the witty, adaptable problem-solving sign of Virgo, Earth sign, and Uranus from Taurus, value system, money, finances, etc. So this can be a really, really good energy, uh, the energy, for example, of sudden creation, where you it's not just a thought and epiphany, but also the execution of that, which happens very quickly. Or this can be like an offer opportunity, which isn't just, just an idea, a letter, an email, but you actually go and do it immediately and something wonderful happens. 
This is also very lucky energy, a very optimistic energy. And also, this isn't where the optimism and even the good fortune side of this is like deeply Neptunian, spiritual, from the soul, but rather it's really down to earth. It makes sense. All of the puzzle pieces are well fitted together so it is really really good from a material down-to-earth earthly perspective with anything that has to do with the material plane it can be finances it can be work job it can be any kind of material advantage gratification or simply the influx of customers business especially if you offer any kind of service you know that Uranus can be one customer coming out of the blue out of nowhere which really somehow tunes up your business. If not anything else, it can really really increase your self-worth, your belief in yourself as a professional at whatever it is that you do, whatever service you provide. It can be like a great honor, it can be a review, a feedback which like really feeds your soul. And also this is where one very happy satisfied person or customer will definitely bring other people. So you know it, it can be for example maybe out of the blue, out of the nowhere you get a celebrity customer regardless of what it is that you do. You know, even celebrities need any kind of service in their lives. And if that customer is satisfied, greatly satisfied, well, you can imagine that they have all sorts of celebrity friends and your business can skyrocket to something which was beyond your imagination. And if we add to this the energy of Venus joining Jupiter, and according to the ancients, Jupiter was the great benefic, the bestower of good fortune and luck. Venus was the lower one. And whenever these two planets speak in harmony, well, you can imagine that that is good luck one way or another. That is a blessing. That is something positive, something optimistic, something loving. Jupiter in Aquarius, society, other people, friends, your hopes and dreams. Venus in the sign of Libra, again, other people, favorable agreements, love, romance, partnership. So there is good luck and good fortune in the air. So my biggest advice for this week is to really, really have faith, but healthy faith. Remember, Neptune and Mars opposition, faith really has to be healthy. And an example of healthy faith. Anything is possible for the divine Neptune. Where it can find the most, let's say, appropriate way to bring it into your life. Mars in Virgo. So you have all the reason to trust it. But you have to also trust yourself. Mars trying Pluto. And when you operate from a state of genuine optimism. Not the toxic one. Not the self-deluding one. But, you know, genuine optimism, I want to be okay and I'm working towards that no matter what, for example. That is when you make yourself truly magnetic to this Jupiter and Venus trine, to the uh, Mars and Pluto trine, 
to the sun and Uranus trine. And also, the sun also holds squares with the nodes of the moon. Which, yes, of course, it can be a little bit difficult, but actually it's towards our greater good because the sun, the luminary, we will be able to see clearly what our obstacles are, where it is that we get in our own way, and whenever we approach things with understanding and knowledge, we can fix it. We can find a way around it. Also, the sun squares a series, goddess of grain, the symbol of our nurture. You will be able to see clearly what doesn't serve your greatest good, and this actually includes food, diet, substances, everything that you might buy, purchase, make part of your everyday routine. And this is also the native, or better said, instinctual the intelligence of your body. So if your body just rejects certain foods and anything, cosmetics, or anything that you apply to your physical body, there is a lot of intelligence in that, so listen to your body. But this can also apply to everything that feeds your mind, what you learn, study, what information you consume. Maybe your mind will simply reject advertising, all the adverts, social media. And you know, Gemini, the other person. So this will also clean up your relationships as well. If there is someone toxic in your life, well, chances are this is where even your instinct is going to know. So that person will have very little chance to keep on poisoning your well-being. This concludes the horoscope for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support my work and channel, you can donate on the PayPal link in the description below. With this being said, wish everyone a magical and really, really lucky couple of weeks. Until next time, bye for now.